0: Is there any sound quite like that of a stylus descending onto an LP? Music there by Sonny Rollins on Green Dolphin Street. Hello and welcome to our Classic Music Podcast Extra. I'm Lawrence Lewis coming to you live from Vinyl Vanguard Unit 19 at Crate, which is close to St James Street Overground Station in Walthamstow, East London. With me is Mike Gerber, who's in charge of Vinyl Vanguard. Now, Mike, your shop occupies a very small space, but it's filled from floor to ceiling with LPs. Do you know how many?
1: No, not at all, no. And there's many more LPs at home, stock. You know, I've got my own, my own collection, but also stock. And also my colleague um, Simon in his house, yeah. Uh, we could do with a place to store um, you know independent of our houses, but uh, there you go there, there you go
0: is that how you started the the whole idea of the shop from your own personal collection, and then maybe other people got wind of what you were doing and offered you more lps
1: um, how it happened I, I mean I worked for thirty years as a, as a journalist, free staff and free uh, staff and freelance eight years ago something like that um, my wife said well you always so I was working freelance at this stage that's my income my wife says we always are collecting records why don't you try selling some and um, there was a free f- free market that's a free you didn't have to pay for your table um, in Walthamstow one particular Saturday and uh, I don't know where I, I got a whole table a kitchen table full of records and you know didn't do spectacularly but I I I made over 100 pound. Okay, that was one. Then the woman that organized that did one more and I did that. And then I thought, well, uh, and then uh, and I I saw so I'm still freelancing uh, as a journalist. Yeah, the the council, Wolfham Forest Council here around here, that they own a shop in Hol Street which is one of the main thoroughfares in Walthamstow. I I saw a little ad somewhere that they were looking for startup entrepreneurs um to you know uh for a peppercorn rent to, to be there for a, a, whatever period you'd apply so I applied told them I'd done that market they gave me three weeks so I did that so three weeks I was full-time didn't do any writing I don't think uh, I was just um you know selling records um I liked it I found I was quite good at it I could talk to people about the music I was also interested in a kind of uh, what they play there, you know i'm interested in high fidelity equipment and stuff like that and uh, after the three weeks okay on the same street in Ho street in walthamstow there's the a whole cluster of estate agents so i was looking at the commercial retail properties there and i thought i thought christ i can't afford you know the rents and, and, and I, I didn't even know about business rates you know so but so, well, what i did i so i i i went on you know um doing my journalism but once a month i found there was a a a, a vinyl fair at Splitterfields, and I managed to get onto that, and I did it for a year. And it's quite stressful, but I, 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 I did okay, you know, but again, I, I, I was quite enjoying it, but it was hard work, causing ructions between myself and my wife.
0: Where were the records coming from?
1: Yeah, I did start to buy records from other other traders. They would do you a deal if you bought enough. I, I, I remember putting ads, an ad in a local newspaper. I picked up a very nice jazz collection, uh, and bit by bit, yeah, I accumulated more and more stuff, I can't remember where I got all of my records from, but uh, I had enough, and I had to keep turning it over, to have two. You 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 could book a ta- one table at of Fields or two, or even more. But I I, I did two, and I able to. One was all jazz, and I and there were some customers there that really liked that idea because it was hard. You know, other people might have a, a box of jazz of variable um, desirability, but we would we, we did well on that. That particular market, which, is on a Saturday, which was on a Saturday once a month, doesn't go on anymore. Uh, but before, even before that happened, we, I pulled out of it. And what happened, there was a, a, an, there's an indoor market in Wolfenstow, a place called Wood Street. And they were offering a small unit. Um, I asked them if it's available, yes. And so I was there for four years. Now, at that time, I was just flying solo. You know, that, that's, how, that's how I was doing the business. Um, a friend of mine who was a lecturer at uh, uh, University of East London in, in social work we had spoke sometime before even before I did any of this at all, even before I started solo about, you know, both interested in records and the like, so he was thinking about his possibly retirement project a bit, you know uh, and so eventually he, he, he negotiated with the university and um, he went part time and then eventually gave it up altogether, He so he became a partner and he but He also insisted at that point—that's so about four years ago now—he insisted that my wife also joined. Uh, so we're a partnership. You're not, you know. Uh, and um, well, I, I always say Simon and I are are the the brawn. We we mostly look after the shop. Split the week between us. You know, we're both retired, but we do. And my wife, well, you know, she's done. She's got experience as a bookkeeper, so she she she's like. I think of her as our exchange. Do you
0: start having uh, little discussions about what, what, what you want to buy, and, and then you think to yourself, well, oh, I'd like that one for
1: my collection? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so uh, you said about how, how you, you get records. Uh, sometimes I'll put little bits and pieces of my own. I think, okay, I, you know, sometimes i regret it, I'll let it go. Simon does the same. Uh, most well, I, I still pick up records from other traders, we do deals with them, you know, they get to know you. And, uh, but mostly, where people come in, do you buy records? Uh, well yeah you know but it has to be the it has to be what we want uh, so, uh sometimes we pick up bits and pieces we, we we're not that keen on um they're just they're just going now cheapos you know it's part of a collection yeah but records that we want um so you're, you're,
0: you you look you looked looked to me like you you're getting the kind of records that that uh are are highly desirable and for some reason don't Find their way into charity shops.
1: We, we yeah, we, obviously we, we, we've got an idea of what we want to sell, and what we, we sell. At, as you say our, our shop is pretty tiny. We're in a shipping container, which is a bit ironic for me because uh, uh, some of my journalism, because I did quite a bit of industrial journalism, was covering shipping, merchant shipping, you know, freight and uh, passenger ships. So there you go um well look
0: before we before we move on to the various collections you've got got Ooh. here, you have another l. p lined up for us to listen to. What is it
1: this is uh dick Gochan, um a scottish uh, folk singer what what
0: period is he
1: probably eighties i would say um yeah nineteen eighty three and uh yeah until quite- recent years i I've seen him perform various times, including at the Wolfenstein Folk Club. A fantastic singer a fanta- uh, and also a guitar player and a fantastic interpreter of other songs
0: Okay Mike, so uh, you've chosen one track from the album, what is it?
1: It's uh, called Stand Up For Judas It wasn't written by uh, Dick And as I say here, he is a great interpreter of songs, he does his own songs but this is by one of the greatest uh, British uh, um, folk um, well, songwriters um, of the lot called Leon Russellson um, and it's called Stand Up for Judas.
2: The Romans were the masters when Jesus walked the land. In Judea and in Galilee they ruled with an iron hand. And the poor were sick with hunger, and the rich were clothed in splendor, and the rebels whipped and crucified, hung rotting, as a warning and jesus knew the answer given to caesar what is caesar's said love your enemies but judas was a zealot and he wanted to be free resist he said the romans tyranny now Jesus was a conjurer and miracles were his game. And he fed the hungry thousands and they glorified his name. He cured the lame and the lepers and he calmed the wind and the weather and the wretched flock to touch him so their troubles would be taken.
0: And Jesus knew the answer. Wow. Well, that's uh, somebody you've resurrected there that people probably have never heard of.
1: Um, no, but you've, you've heard of it, uh, I, 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 as, as I understand. Uh, so he was your maths teacher at one time. He I, was, I, was indeed,
0: yes, Leon Russellson. Yes.
1: yes. How long have you actually been in this space? Um, I think it was, uh, I, I, I can tell you the exact, it was October the 1st, I think it was uh, 2019... Which is when crate crate started that year, if if I got that right. When they started, um, but they started a few months earlier. We I was looking to move from uh, Wood Street to, uh, and I, I like this space. It's you know it's got places you can eat, and there's a there's a, there's a pub up top, a few retail outlets and offices, and uh, yeah, I like this. We uh, well we like this space, but but this time it was a partnership. We asked them if we could uh, take this, and uh, and uh, they they said yes, and so uh, we've been here since then. So what's that? That's more than two and a half years. Yes. but obviously we've been affected, including on in year one, the first year, uh, by, by, by co- lockdowns, and by so. COVID. Yeah, but you know we're still uh, kicking.
0: Can... Now, tell t- tell me how you how you've organised the shop because do you, if some customer comes in, can they instantly uh, say to you, "Well, I'd like would like some 1950s New York jazz." Can you point them in that space?
1: Uh, up to a point, we we do have things um, in terms of their genres. Uh, oh yes,
0: he—he's got hip hop, R and B, swing, yeah, soul, disco, jazz, funk.
1: There's reggae, uh, calypso, soca. There's a lot of rock stuff. We have got everything. Ja- okay, jazz. So we've also got everything. Uh, we like to think of ourselves a bit different. We, so we're we, people. Are know know us for jazz. We've been called the best shop for jazz violin in London, and which is amazing, given that you know the, the dimensions of the shop, and given that we, we sell a bit of everything. We're also known for things like, increasingly, things like avant-garde, not only in jazz, but other beyond that, you know. Um,
0: like like avant-garde classical.
1: Stockhausen and, and so forth, oh. right up to the current day. So we like to have that. Um, we have a, a, a good selection of more traditional classical as well. Um, you, you've
0: also, I noticed you've, you've got here some of those wonderful Argo records.
1: Yeah, well, we've got like, yeah, that's kind of spoken word yeah. things, uh, the whole of shape. We, somewhere or other, we, we've got Dylan Thomas uh, doing uh, probably Under Milkwood suite or something like that, you know. But these kind of things don't sell that well, but we've got them. Uh, 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 even the kind of more traditional classical doesn't sell that well. So sometimes people offer us a collection and we might have to turn it down or, or we might just go for, we might go for you know, uh, I don't know, Shostakovich or something like that. We just haven't got the space.
0: This flood of LPs that seems to be coming to you—is it—is it abating in any way?
1: No, not really. No, um, uh, we just picked up a, my, my colleague Simon picked up an excellent collection uh, this week. Uh, a, a lot of rock of the kind of things that people are looking for—alternative stuff. There's some jazz in there, you know. Uh, Cold chain, I love Supreme. Hopefully not. Haven't seen it, but hopefully very nice condition. Condition is very important, you know, and also condition of sleeves. Um, I'm about to. Uh, I'm negotiating uh, for uh, a, a very nice collection, some very nice stuff in there, including, again, things that people, uh, some jazz, a lot of rock, electronic music in there, um, some craft uh, work, which is a reasonable yeah. seller, so called crap rock, that, that is, uh, you know. Um, yeah, so all the time we're being offered stuff. Uh, we've got some fantastic reggae, uh, including seven-inch singles and things like that. You know, yeah. Well,
0: what's What's the rarest title that that's ever come your way?
1: The rarest, I, right now I, I, i've I've got some I've got some jazz uh, test pressings from the fifties. Uh, it's Chet Baker, um, Zart Blakey, uh, things like that which uh I, I don't really know how to how to you don't find any guidance online about it it's uh you know extremely rare so i'm getting my head around that i, I mean the the rarest thing i sold that which, which which was commercially available was a single 7 inch um by a kind of punk post-punk band called joy division in fact i think it might have been the band that they were known at, the name under which they performed before they were called joy division called warsaw I think so. I can't remember. It was ha- and, and the sleeve was hand folded by the band. I had a guy that was into punk and things. He he'd been part of all that movement, and he couldn't afford to buy it. He usually bought cheaper stuff of that sort from me. But he said, "Can I touch it? Because it's got Ian Curtis's DNA on it. Because they've been hand folded. You know." So it, I, I sold. I did well on that. But the the person that bought it from me could have sold it straight on and probably made a. a, a even as much as a thousand pound more than what I sold it to him for, so well, I wasn't looking to get the last penny from it. You know, I just because I might still have it now. Yeah.
0: Now you did make a reference well, a moment or two ago about about online. Do you have an online presence?
1: We sell. We do sell um, stuff through. Um, there's a service called Discogs, which is dedicated oh, yes. to uh, selling uh, you know record CDs. But the stuff we're, we're very. Very selective about the stuff we we put on there. Um, I've sold some CDs through there, jazz CDs, not too bad on those. Quite a a bit of seven-inch, but uh, uh, actually, what I would put it like this: the the kind of the sexiest stuff that we get most kudos from. I don't mind if we have it longer. That we could probably sell it quicker online, but yeah, we we don't want to have it in the shop. You get kudos from having it. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes I've bought records from other traders, uh, among stuff that I bought from them, um, which. I'm not gonna because they have to make a profit on it. They give me a discount. I'm not going to make. We're not going to make much on it. But I, I just want to have that in the shop. Uh, I, actually, the, the the one I'd love to get. Actually, a, a guy a guy once came into my Wood Street shop. Um, and was he said he's got these Sunrail records, so sunray experimental jazz. Um, and there, there is a certain selection of those that, that, that the sleeves are hand painted by members of the band. So incredibly rare. Uh, and yeah anyway he I'd love to get that I don't know what it's going to cost but I'd have to get it but uh, he didn't come back so uh, maybe he was uh, I don't know he was just playing tricks or whatever but yeah Uh, yeah there's things like that you get great kudos at anything like that you know in fact that's that's another thing uh, uh, Lawrence is that um, sometimes something like that if we had it and we'd get a good price on it and it would sell I hate it going out of the show. I want to sell it, but I don't want... You know what I mean?
0: Well, that's what we were saying earlier. Uh, I think that's that's one of the attractions of LPs and why why they're so uh, desirable items to have is the the artwork, which just simply doesn't exist anymore.
1: Yeah, and and also you you could have a debate about uh, does it sound better than digital formats such as CD? Uh, Personally, I mean, we do sell some CDs as well. Again, we haven't got much space for it. At home, I've got some... I've, I've, I think i said already that I, I've, I've, ever since I started getting records, I was interested in high-fidelity equipment, you know, um, and I've had some very good... Uh, at home at the moment, I've got a very good, pretty antiquated uh, equipment, but it, it works well still, and I can play vinyl, and I've, I've also got um, you know, a very good CD player. Again, pretty antiquated, but it's still very good. I, I enjoy listening to both formats, they sound I, I'm a bit of an agnostic when it comes to what sounds better there are some CDs that sound better than the vinyl but a lot of times it's the other way around uh, you know they both have their issues of course uh, we, we know you know yes.
0: that, uh, there's also the thing about LPs is the whole the whole performance of actually taking out the sleeve and placing it on the turntable the, the ritual yes
1: yeah yeah it is yeah definitely and I, mean, I get kind of younger people let's say younger um, just about most people are younger than me these <laughs> days but uh, you know uh um, yeah, maybe the late twenties, thirties, and, and they'll have things like Spotify streaming and stuff. They got a, a, a world jukebox virtually uh, at their thing, mm-hmm. but and and they'll do that, and and for some people that's enough. But the people that come in here, they take they don't really listen to an artist properly until they listen, they you know, and and they're into so until they get the, the the LP, and they'll 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 you know, you can't just even with like you can't even do it like a CD just. Flipping around, yes. from it's not so easy. Um, yeah, and they like you said about the ritual of it; they love it. And I, also, I said, you know, we said about sexy records that for us to sell, sexier ones to have. I would say that the equipment that you play uh, the records on—if you get a decent deck and everything like that—it is sexier too. You know, a nice arm and all that kind uh, of I, thing.
0: I can see you moving into
1: second-hand audio uh, at well, this rate. I would love to. Obviously, we need a much bigger shop. We need to get someone with a bit of technical knowledge in. Uh, I would actually, I would really, really love to do that. Um, in fact, at one time, I did sport with the idea of, of becoming a, before I became a journalist, of um, doing whatever I needed to do, become an audio engineer. But I, I was probably less good at maths than you 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 you, you were. But uh, I was good at English, and that that that's and you know I made the right choice. But I've always loved very good equipment, you know. For, um, um, yeah. I would absolutely love to have a shop big enough to have excellent, even new interse- you know, but yeah, it's probably not going to happen. I, I actually listen to podcasts um, of uh, to do with uh, audio equipment um, uh, So I'm just fascinating how, how how you know the whole f- the evolution of it, and you know you, you're getting now speakers now that um, have got amplifiers in them, active speakers, but they can all, they also, they do j- virtually everything. And you could get, you know, you could. Uh, they connect to all the platforms like Spotify, like Tidal, and everything. So you've got you access to the. It's all.
0: It's all wireless. It's
1: all. all, all well, some. Yeah, some of it is wireless and, and not, but it's all in in your speakers. So you don't even have to. You know, uh, you probably you probably can get um, digi, um, internet radio over it as well. So if that's all you want, you can just have it in your speakers. I mean, I'm good speakers. I'm not talking about rubbish. Um, and then you'll also have, you could input uh, a turntable or a CD player, no doubt. But yeah, it's, I don't know, you know. But that, that, there's a lot of mileage in old Hi-Fi, hi-fi equipment. Um, and not only that, you've also got Hi-Fi. Some of the old brands that disappeared have come in back now. Um, it's a bit, if you think about the Mini car or the Volkswagen Beetle, you've you got, you know, you, you can buy current models of it. And you can see it, it's, it's, based uh, on uh, the old yes, ones. Yes,
0: they, ha- they have evolved, haven't they? They
1: have evolved, but it's, it's, yeah, it's modern. It's not the same, but people love it, you know? So, yeah.
0: There are lots of platforms on Facebook devoted to antique audio.
1: Yes, indeed. Yeah, that, that's it, you know? I get people that are cut, uh, getting into vinyl. They want to get a record, uh, say, a, 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 a turntable. And because of the so-called vinyl revival, which is much going on to much yeah. too long to be just called a revival now, it's, you know, it's, it's here to stay. I have to advise them. At, at the bottom of a genuine um, hi fi manufacturer's range, uh, you, if you get that, maybe £200, you have to, £250, it usually has a cartridge with it already in, installed. Get that, it will sound better, it will look after your record better, and it will last longer. And you can upgrade and all that kind of thing, you know. So, yeah. That's, uh, well, well,
0: certainly the records you've got here have lasted a very long time. Let's have your final choice.
1: Uh, okay, so my, my final choice. Is uh, one of uh, Bach's um, six um, s- uh, uh, suites for solo cello. It'll be the very first one performed by. I don't know if I get the pronunciation right here, but it's a Hungarian record, and it's, this is a bit of a rarity, so it's not it's not cheap. But we do have cheaper versions of the six suites. But this is um, so the, the 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 cellist is uh, Miklós Perényi. Uh, well, by well, that that's a very good attempt at <laughs> Hungarian. Well, I wouldn't know if it is or not. Um, but um, there's a little story behind this, actually. Uh, first of all, I love the Baroque period of of classical music. I, I went to... So I've, I, I love all kinds of music. Uh, Duke Ellington once asked, what's the best kind of music? There's only two kinds of music, he said, which is the way I see it, you know. Um, and... Um, so I went to see a very famous, pretty avant-garde uh, jazz musician. He's dead now, but maybe about 10, 12 years ago at the Royal Festival Hall uh, called Ornette Coleman. And so he's played, you know, very famous for a very experimental kind of jazz. Um, And so it it was just, uh, it was Ornette uh, on sax. I think it was his son on drums, and and there was a double bassist. And one one of the things they played, I suddenly realised that they were playing... uh, One of the, in fact, the the Bach cello suite that we are going to hear some of now, Uh, but and that you had the double bassist uh, playing it. I think they called it arco with with with, with the bow, with the bow. bow. And he was more or less playing it straight. Obviously, it's it's uh, lower down the scale than uh, the than the cello. He's more or less playing it uh, going slightly askew. And then what you had was Ornette on uh, 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 on sax and his son on drums. I think free improvising but uh, with this fantastic music uh, you know anchoring it uh, on on double bass mm. else came into the shop and then put online somewhere with with the best shop for jazz for avant-garde and for electronica this side of Copenhagen I'm keen to find out what's on the other side of Copenhagen (laughs)